for the Signal 50 podcast, where we talk about the hard truth about today's current events. Welcome to the Signal 50 podcast. It is Wednesday night, March 24th, 2021. This is our 50th episode. Lots to talk about tonight, but first, uh, first and foremost, we thought it would be very appropriate to honor a couple of true American heroes tonight on the podcast. Everybody knows it's been kind of a tough week for public safety around the country, a um, number of different reasons. Everybody's aware, unless you're living underneath a rock, that there was a uh, active shooter event in Boulder, Colorado, where Officer Eric Talley, a 10-year veteran of the Boulder Police Department and a father of seven, was gunned down by a coward whose name shall never be mentioned. Never. You are not famous, sir. The gentleman who died uh, trying to save others who ran towards the gunshots shall be remembered forever. Eric Talley, 10-year veteran of the Boulder Police Department, father of seven. And another young man, Jared Lloyd, a 15-year veteran of the Spring Valley Volunteer Fire Department, Spring Valley, New York, husband and a father of two died in a nursing home fire trying to rescue residents that were uh, not mobile or not able to get out. And that just, uh, that's something else. And as it turns out, he actually worked at that uh, retirement home. Uh, and uh, he had a big connection to the people that lived there. And he was uh, trapped on the third floor uh, trying to, rescue more people, um, helped evacuate over a hundred residents and Jared rest easy. We have the watch. It's a tough one. You know, it's always tough when you lose guys in the line of duty. Uh, I've been to a few funerals before. Uh, we talked about it uh, mm -hmm. a couple episodes ago, lost yep. a few friends doing this stuff and, uh, it's not fun No, and you never know when it's going to be your turn. So, we just have a little something that we want we put together for them and we want to play that for you now and It's always tough, isn't it? Yep, it is. Evening, everyone. Bravo yeah. here. <laughs> and uh, it's never easy to hear bagpipes and know the stories and the sacrifice that these fine, fine gentlemen, these heroes have made. Right. And when we were talking about when when these events happened, this this 
week, we wanted to kind of give everyone an idea of what, you know, fire can do. Um, I'm, um, when you, when you come up on these things, you know, after the fact, when the fire is out and buildings at four five, 30 stories, even during nine 11, you know, when the, the whole buildings came down, you know, it takes so long to, to build it and the fire can just take it out in a heartbeat and literally in, 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 in hours can, can destroy it in, the, in minutes, in minutes. minutes. Um, and just, you know, like here, there's nothing worse than seeing, you know, this rubble after and smoldering and, you know, and, but the, the real scary thing that happens is fire just, it, it, it just consumes everything and it just, it's, it can, it's, it's violent and it's, it's quick and it's devastating. And it's unforgiving. It doesn't care. Right. And it, it lives, it breathes and it's, it's a, it's a beast. You know, uh, Jared Lloyd worked at this facility and, Mm -hmm. um, he died there. Uh, and it's, it's really sad. It's very unfortunate. And, uh, Jared rest easy. We have the watch. So the, the show tonight, we're going to be talking about heroes and the ultimate sacrifice that is, is done. It's not only in this, this, the most somber of events when, when one gives their own life to, you know, to help others. But we have some other stories we're going to share with you this evening, you know, being patriots and being involved in that type of, uh, activity on the side uh and specifically uh to jared uh jared jared worked at this uh um, assisted living facility uh down in the southern part of new york just above new york city very populated area and the you can't you can't say enough about someone um, because most people who do this don't really talk about what they do. They just do it because they feel the need to do it and the importance to do it. And that's why they do it. I mean, I can't really explain why <laughs> we just kind of figure we do, but Altace who, um, USA, the, co- the corporation that owns many assisted livings throughout the country wrote, we are deeply saddened to learn of the loss of our colleague, Jared Lloyd. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family, as well as those who have been impacted by this tragic event. Jared's heroic actions and bravery as a volunteer firefighter will never be forgotten. And that, that's from a corporate entity from a, you know, and he, he saved over 100 residents of this, you know, before the fire took uh, another resident out along with him. It's really amazing. If, if you, if you stop and think about that kind of a situation is an absolute nightmare scenario. Mm -hmm. And uh, my fire district, we had several assisted living facilities as well as uh, retirement communities and intensive care um, facilities. uh, And that was 
the absolute nightmare. And every time we had an alarm activation, it was a full boat. Um, every time we went, we, we sent a full, full assignment, uh, just in case, you know, <laughs> there's, there's nothing like being caught short, you know, engine only, yeah. um, you know, we sent a truck, an engine, a rescue company, a second engine, and a second truck company. Uh, if we could get it, then we would uh, put mutual aid on standby in the district that I was most recently involved with. Um, simply because sometimes stuff burns, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, that uh, smell of smoke is a little bit uh, more than something, and you need to be, have a head start on it. So it's really tough. And, uh, Anybody out there that doesn't understand what being a volunteer fire department firefighter is, just think of facing the same danger, if not more, in certain ways than a professional firefighter, just without a paycheck. Especially so, um, in Jared's case, right? When, but, in Jared's case, where he, you know, would miss family functions or, you yeah. know, he worked, you know, works and you're with your family and the pager goes off and then off you go. And well, right. most of the time, you know, the, these alarms that we call them alarm drops, but you know, when the alarm goes off, um, it's false alarm. There's nothing going on hmm. back to the station, drove the trucks around and everyone get them. But the whole idea is to get back safely, you know, to get yeah. back in one piece and not hurt. So, you know, well, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. He's a young He's man, a true true young, young family, true hero. Both of these gentlemen, true heroes. Anybody that runs towards danger instead of away from it uh, deserves to be recognized. So, and Especially with the officer, uh, with Officer Tally, you know, the gun, you know, gunshots are going out. We can only imagine. I, I mean, I've, I've, that knock on wood, never been fired at. I mean, I've gone to respond, you know, respond to call. I've seen people injured by firearms, but I've never been shot at. So when it comes to the military, when it comes to police officers who run towards that gunfire, um, he was, he was looking, I, I believe he was able to save lives um, on his own, but he ended up paying the ultimate sacrifice. So, well, that uh, sucks. You know, <laughs> it just deep. sucks. And he didn't get to go home that night. No, he did not. And on that note, gentlemen, we salute you. You'll forever be in our memories and until Valhalla, brothers, both of you. Mm -hmm. We'll see you soon. Anyhow, on with the show. It is our 50th show tonight. Uh, quite a milestone for a couple of guys who started a uh, podcast, uh, had an idea on a Wednesday afternoon, and then had the wherewithal to go ahead and put something together on, a, on uh, for a show on Sunday night. I think we've come a long way, and, and we've mm -hmm. picked up quite a few listeners along the way. And mm -hmm. we do thank you very much for trusting us with your time, and we hope that we use it well. So we have a few things that we want to talk about tonight, and some are our hero stories and some are anti-hero stories, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, there's plenty of stuff going on in the news. But uh, where would you like to go, Bravo? You, you pick... Choose your adventure, sir. Uh, I'll I'll choose curtain number one, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So not all heroes wear capes. No. Right? Okay. No. And then there's James O'Keefe. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, Project Veritas is suing the New York Times for defamation and, and a number of other uh, uh, issues. 
And the judge um, failed to the, 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 the New York Times went for a motion to dismiss, right? The case yeah. of slander, libel, all this other stuff. And the judge is like, nah, we're going to work. Nah, <laughs> nah, this case goes forward. Right. So I, I took this little screenshot of Project Veritas's uh, telegram. And this is going to be a big money, money settlement, right? Uh, the New York Times will pay out or offer to pay out an uh, a astronomical amount of money just to get out from underneath this. Mm-hmm. And apparently, 96% of the people that are uh, following Project Veritas in their little poll say, balls to the wall, take them all the way to trial. And why, why is it important? I'm just curious uh, if anyone out there wants to leave a comment or you know send us an email. But I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, again, we're not lawyers. You know, we, we have day jobs, you know, we're, we like to read a lot. I think if it goes to trial, all the information comes out, it's public. If you settle, if you ever settle, then there's, um, there's, uh, agreements where you never disclose it, disclosure agreements right. and there's no discovery talk about it. You know, what happens in fight club stays at fight club, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, there's no discovery, right? And there's no discovery. So, and and according to the to the survey, you know, typically once uh, you get motion to dismiss past that, so you know, of course, Project Veritas couldn't get uh, New York Times couldn't get them to you know the the judge to make it go away. Uh, um, the New York Times offers money and attempts to settle. I would if if James O'Keefe now he's going to listen to me, but sir, just. You keep getting discovery. You keep learning. You keep you find out every single thing you can find out about the New York Times and their inside policies. That means, and, and just just understand, you're like getting the keys to the kingdom. If you're like Disney World and seeing what's behind the scenes, you know all the tunnels and everything. Right. Who's who's wearing the who's wearing who's 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 inside the costume? Right. Oh yeah. You get to see who not only who's inside the costume, but all the policies and all the emails and the communication and the strategies and all the notes are discoverable. And if you don't produce them, then I believe that's uh, criminal contempt. That's correct. Well, and it's uh, well, if it's a civil trial, then the, the <laughs> it doesn't matter if the judge, yeah. if the judge issues, us, if there's a subpoena uh, uh, to produce, you know, yeah. you're in contempt of court. I mean, civil yeah. or criminal, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. When the judge says jump, you ask how high and where to. Well, unless sure. you're Hillary Clinton. <laughs> but anyone out there who can, you know, Paul, you know, like anyone that knows procedures, it's, I, I'm just, I mean, yeah, I've watched Law and Order and stuff like that. And, but I, I you, can you imagine the New York Times trying to just, okay, we'll settle. We'll give you whatever you want. Just ask, don't, don't say anything. No, no, no. Oh, yes. Yes, there will be discovery. So anyway, by the way, President Trump uh, went and visited with James O'Keefe and gave him, you know, like telling everyone to support Project Veritas in their defense fund. <laughs> Basically, President Trump's egging on <laughs> not to stop. Well, so good. it was great. Well, you should watch that video. It's on their it's on their website. It's well, great. there's there's two people, you know, two heroes that we need mm-hmm. to talk about here in, in, sure. in on our side of the movement, on the side of right, I think. Mm-hmm. And James O'Keefe is, is certainly one of them. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that James O'Keefe has done, let's let's be honest. I mean, it's like you look at some of the stuff that he's done, it's like mm, that's kind of borderline. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, they're they're being wrong. And then you look at some of the other stuff that he's done, and they're like, oh my god, he's right over the target. I mean, he's got him. I'm dead to rights. People just say the stupidest things when they think people aren't listening. Mm-hmm. And and people are listening, and and this ought to be a lesson to them. You've got him, and you've got Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. Yes. And Tom Fitton is doing a lot of the heavy lifting out there. And he's he's throwing around. He's playing the liberals game. He's beating him at their own game. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that we have to recognize both of these guys as, as heroes for the cause, the cause of right. Mm-hmm. OK, not True. they're not running into burning buildings, but they right. they they sure are heroes in my eyes. This takes guts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and it's it's important to recognize the fact that they are sacrificing also. You know, absolutely. Uh, they they they're always under the proverbial microscope. They are. Right. They have to you know, do it ten times better than the rest, and they're still going to come after you. So, I I and we get it. <laughs> so, uh, it going on. You know, other heroes uh, that we have that we want to talk about. Um, behind curtain number two. Um. This is this is getting to be a, a, a disaster beyond <laughs> the pale, and I yeah. I am I'm telling you, Alpha, I cannot believe Biden is has the audacity to blame President Trump for all this stuff. You well, know yeah. it, I know it, our audience knows it that. All the policies that President Trump had in place, everything was going great. Yep. They handed over this beautiful plan. All he had to do was say, thank you, President Trump. Although when you no. steal things and you're dishonest, you get power hungry and you forget where you came from. Well, it's <laughs> more I, than that. It's yeah. more than that. I mean, the first day, the first day that he was sitting behind the resolute desk, he mm-hmm. issued an executive order to stop construction on the border wall. Okay, Mm. so this was part of the agenda all along. And if you want to read this article from the Epic Times, Mexican president says Biden to blame for border search. Okay, Mm -hmm. now, if you read the article and and you go down through and the Mexican president is like uh, Joe Biden's to blame for all of this, because up until Joe Biden became president, the promise of what you would get when you got to the border with Trump was you'd be turned around. This guy is promising to bring you in and this, that, and we're going to do all these things. He overpromised, right? So whose fault is this? The Mexican president says, it's your fault. I also blame every country on the way to the United States from wherever these people started for not stopping them at the border. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, And it's almost like a pass-through. It, you know, it totally is a pastor. You know, come on in, let them go. Well, so here's let's one more thing. You know when you so the 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 border the border patrol, the customs agents, the ICE officers, everyone that's down there, that's that's working this. I hope everyone out there who's listening to us has had a chance to go to Project Veritas, see the pictures for yourselves. I saw them and I was sickened by the fact that people were. On the floor, yep. in foil blankets, covering their head. They couldn't. I guess they were trying to avoid the spread of coronavirus. Yeah, I, I don't know why they were looking like a bunch of uh, baked potatoes there. But right, 
That's that's what they look like. All huddled together in these pods, 50 plus what TV in the corner with an Xbox. I think there was an Xbox there, some kind of play, you know, wow. game station. And and they're that's all they do. And and these are these are kids that are unaccompanied. And we talked about this last show as people were coming up, you know, sending their kids off, say, here, go across, go to the United States, go ahead, goodbye. Send us some postcard when you get there. How did they get up here without this? But again, now they're in these detention centers. And in the video, again, go to go to projectveritas.org, watch the video and and see for yourselves. It is absolutely appalling. And the government is fine, you know, and they're trying to hide all this. And did you hear, Alpha, what they're gonna do next? They're the they're gonna have one camera in the next day or so go into this facility, one, one press camera <laughs> because of coronavirus, of course, which uh-huh. you and I both know what's, of... what's the vaccine for then. Where, how well, wait a minute. Hold, 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 just, just hold on. Hold that thought. Yeah. My understanding is they're just letting these people go into the country after they maybe detain them for a very short amount of time. And a good number of these people are testing positive for Corona. They're just kicking them loose. Oh yeah. So this is not about, Whatever they're trying to claim about coronavirus is not about the coronavirus. The, nobody is serious about the coronavirus, okay? It's a farce. Mm. It's a load of crap. Um, it's, a, it, it's a thing, yes. It's a political weapon. It's a political weapon more than anything else. Right. And they're not being honest. Now, Trump allowed cameras into all of the border facilities. He encouraged it. It was an open book. But he was a tyrant, right? He was a dictator. He was a dictator. And you've got an administration in there now who is not allowing anybody. So you've got a number of senators, and the Republicans have threatened to blow up the Senate <laughs> if we don't get access to these detention facilities. Figuratively. Figuratively. figuratively well, Thank you. By blowing yep. it up, they mean it's going to come to a grinding halt. Everything halt is going halt. to stop. That's actually not a bad thing. If you No, it's not. <laughs> I... I <laughs> I'm hoping for another government shutdown because they just can't, they can't screw anything up if they're just not there. Right. So I don't know. So I, I, uh, and and just as a, as a, as a close this off. So now you have all these, all these kids and these adults and they're letting them out. And where's, where's the, where's the policy where in, and the questions are just being asked over and over again. And there's rumor Again, I, I, I heard this. I don't know if it's going to actually happen or not. Biden's supposed to have his first press conference tomorrow. Well, this will be a true hoot, nanny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I cannot wait to hear Biden try to stumble through a question or how many questions he's going to have. And the scary thing is, again, there's other, there are other indicators. Now they're calling it the Biden-Harris administration. So I think they're trying to set a narrative and get the people ready to be used to saying, it's the Biden Harris, Biden Harris, Harris administration, Harris administration. Oh, Joe is going to retire. He's not feeling so great. Well, I, I, I think it's really funny. The other day, a uh, reporter cornered, uh, you know, Kamala, Kamala Harris there. And Kamala she's, are you go, and I, I think that the question was, are, are, are you going to planning on visiting the Mexican border? And she just started laughing like an idiot. Hyena. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, well, yeah, hyena. And, and today it was announced that she's being put in charge of all of the, the border crisis. 
Oh, wonderful. So Apparently, so it's a crisis. Mm. It's now they're calling it a crisis? Now they're calling they it We're not going to their crisis. Well, you know, they, they, they've got Kamala all over it, so she's, she's going to be great. You know, right after she gets done with her women's rights uh, series with, uh, <laughs> with Bill Clinton, mm. her w- empowering women series that she's doing with Bill Clinton, yeah. Both of them are just Does anyone fantastic. take any of these people seriously at all? Can anyone take any of these people seriously? Um, they're they're a farce. Yeah, I mean, people thought that the Trump administration was like, oh, they're they're not professional. They're not okay. If they weren't professional, and these people are saying they weren't professional, what the hell are these people? And and just to kind of quote circle back, because oh, you God. know who loves to circle back, but oh, she's still circling in her answers. Our circle circular logic, just so everyone's out there can hear this. It's just ridiculous what she comes up with answers for. But anyway, it's just unbelievable <laughs> circular logic. Uh, but you know, let's 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 look at it from the the officers and the people that are trying to take care of these kids and do the right thing. They're the heroes in this, yes, and it are. wasn't their fault. They're just trying to do their job with with very limited resources, very limited ability to keep up with this demand so now you're talking about economic supply and demand right there's way too many supply of immigrants and they shouldn't be here this this fast but they are right and an administration that has completely uh taking taken the uh safeguards away and created this and i i want everyone to remember out there that it's biden harris whatever administration they're going to call themselves whatever what it's their darn fault that's right and, and they I, and they stopped they stopped building the border wall they they cease and desisted with that on day 1 which was an open invitation to all of these people part of it mm-hmm. and Biden's campaign promises about opening the borders and free borders and open immigration and all of the things that he promised they did this right they did now, there's this. One, one, before we leave the story, there is one possible silver lining we may see. Uh, looks like Joe Biden may have broken the law. Yep. And, and the fact that the budget, the way the budget works, um, and I believe it's uh, the budget office, uh, and there's a law that states from 1974 mm-hmm. that anything that's allocated, Congress is the one to do the allocating. Yes. And during the last administration, when President Trump was running, was uh, running the con in uh, the ship here, all these, all the money was allocated properly. It was, and it's legal. Yes. There are contracts uh, that have to be upheld, and that money is now paying for not, you know, not a border wall, but you know, like maintenance of equipment that's there trying to do it, and the, all this kind of waste of money. Well. And Biden's in big trouble. I, I, I'm hoping that this, not not like the Congress is going to impeach him. No, 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 no. They, no, they won't impeach him. Okay, so the, the, the GAO, the Government Accountability yeah. Office, is running yeah. the investigation. And what mm. you're talking about, Bravo, is a little, a little known codicil of the Faber College clause, uh, mm. Constitution, called impoundment. Ah. It's called impoundment. Mm-hmm. where the Congress has laid aside money for a specific purpose, and it's already been budgeted, spent, and allocated for, voted, passed, gone, done. This president cannot stop, alter, or modify that pattern. 
even though he wrote an executive order, which we're starting to it's find not out. worth the paper it? it's printed on. Ding. <laughs> not only that, but all of these people that say, oh, we're, we're going to stop construction on the border wall and look at how much money we're going to save. Well, let me tell you a little something about working with the government contracts. Hmm. I'm not sure anybody's really talking about this part, but I, I think it's very important. I work with government contracts every day. All of the contractors, subcontractors, and suppliers, if the contract is canceled tomorrow because it's a government contract, what they can do is they will go into a cost of termination phase where the U.S. government will wind up paying out every expense that has been incurred and will be incurred mm. Through the end of the project, all of the material that they've paid for, all of every, all the actual costs that they've incurred will have to be paid out. It will cost them more to cancel the contract than to finish the wall mm. <laughs> by the time they're done. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Well, maybe there is a silver lining. But if we hold our breath, eh, you may need to be innovated. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, on. anyhow, you know, look. Um, this administration is, is just, it, it's basically a clown show. Mm -hmm. um, you, you've got uh, the new health, health and human services. The HHS secretary was confirmed today. The yeah. assistant or the full? No, the full. Yeah, oh. The, mm. the uh, Levy, Levy from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. The transsexual, transvestite, mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. this person is. And I'm not sure of what this person is, what its pronouns are. I'm just going to call it its. Mm -hmm. It is, um, yeah. This is the same person that bailed mommy out of the nursing home when they were shoving COVID patients into nursing homes in Pennsylvania. And this is your new HHS secretary. So congratulations, Democrats. Good job. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. Unbelievable. It's awesome. Um, so. Excuse me. Anyway, so let's, uh, let's continue down the, uh, oh, yeah. well, we got to go to the well, behind curtain number three this evening, everyone. We have sure. anti-heroes, um, you know, the, the heroes at the border who are trying to make the best of what they can. We have heroes that have sacrificed themselves uh, for the for the community and the, and trying to help others, and we have uh, people that are trying to quote fight the good fight and and make you know what's just and get that taken care of, and then we have people that are deviant and who really just don't say very nice things. Nakuya Walker. Okay, so who is Nakuya Walker? Well, everybody, she's the mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia, mm. and she's disgusting. This is a little poem that she put up on Facebook today. Charlottesville, colon, the beautiful, ugly it is. It rapes you, comforts you in its cum-stained sheet, and tells you to keep its secrets. This is the mayor of, of Charlottesville, yeah. Virginia. I, I have I just have I, I just have some one one short sweet statement to make to Nakuya. 
if it's that bad, why did you want to be the mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia? Apparently, they seem to be over, you know, the sins of everybody that's been dead for 150 years. And you're a black woman who is the mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia. If you hate it that much, quit. But you won't because you're a fraud. And power hungry. You're a fraud. Nakuya Walker, you are a fraud. I call you out. Mm. You should see some of the other stuff that was posted on her on her behest that she posted. Some of it we couldn't post. Well, we shouldn't have posted this either. Right. But hey, we it's hard truth, like right? Yeah. This is what we talk about. What a fraud. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. Oh, uh, Charlottesville, so oppressive that they elected a black liberal woman to be the mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia. What what's her what's her motive of operandi? Well, what, what why did she do that? Does she think that reparations need to be paid? She needs to pay some pension funds? What what's what's her what's her game? Do you, did you get a sense of that or What's her game? Besides her game is she's a shit starter. And and that's just mm-hmm. all she is. She's just a self-aggrandizing shit starter mm-hmm. uh, who just can't help herself because you know um, everything is racist now. Apparently, so mm-hmm. you know she's just going to pick on her own city. And and the fact that she became the mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia, which is apparently horribly racist, if they've elected a black woman, mm-hmm. liberal woman at that, to be the mayor of the city, I, I just cannot understand what must be going through this person's mind. What a fraud. Mm -hmm. Or how about if you think of it as uh, you mentioned that she's trying to start some trouble and she's looking to get the attention on her or is she looking to, you know, prove at some point that I don't understand what she's trying to prove, but you get what I'm saying. There's got to, what's the, I I don't understand her logic uh, for what she's doing, except that she may be trying to jump on the quote bandwagon of uh, the the institutional racist theory and all that oh, other yeah the whole critical race theory nonsense critical race theory and, yeah you know and and that that's being taught to our children and right. it's being it's being pushed all over the place and it's just not it, it just doesn't make any sense to me as to why we need to you know entertain this kind of stuff except for the fact that this mayor hates the country and probably hates herself well no i i i look at it like this with this whole critical race theory uh line Mm -hmm. of crap where everybody is a racist and everybody has latent or inherent racism the only question that i have to ask nakuya and people like her is okay. So you say that everybody's a racist, right? So who are you racist against? Hmm. Who is it that you despise? Hmm? Care to answer? Oh, it doesn't apply to black people. Well, yeah. Well, <clears throat> people are people, right? Mm-hmm. So your critical race theory goes across the board, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So you know what? They can all just. It's it's just. When they have nothing else left, 
mm-hmm. they have nothing to stand on. They don't have records to run on except crime, violence, and look what's happening in Minneapolis. We covered that ad nauseum on Sunday. Mm. All they have left, all these liberal leftist progressive wackos have is mm-hmm. when they're losing the argument and losing the narrative, it's everybody's a racist. You're racist, racist, racist. It's incredibly difficult to defend against a charge of racism. It just is. Well, maybe, maybe if, well, let me, let's, let's go down a theoretical thought here. Cause I think it's important that we kind of talk about how, you know, like we're talking about heroes out, out there. And if you, and if you want to stop, if someone calls you a name and, and, they're allowed to continue that that name and get a bully. And I think that's I think that's what this this turns out to become. It's a bullying. It's just a different form of bullying. It's it's sanctioned, well, it's authorized, cert- allowable bullying. Well, it's certainly a political bludgeon, isn't it? Well, yeah. So and you and you're not gonna win on and, and Dan Bongino talks about this and Mark Levin talks about this and you there's no principles that these people bring to the table. They're not displaying leadership, leadership meaning lead by example, provide environments for the people that work on, on the team that you're leading, allow them to grow, contribute, be valued. Okay. Uh, and, and that's what America is about. If you kind of extrapolate that to what America stands for, in my opinion, is freedom the right, the right to uh, pursue ha- happiness and, and the right to own property. And these people, and I'm watching, you know, for the last year, and especially when President Trump was in office, how people were be allowed, you know, to say the terrible things that they were saying because it just, it, it's noise, but that noise becomes uh, the, 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 that 15 minutes of fame that I think everyone gets. And and just to kind of finish out my thought here, they have, they have nothing else to contribute. Correct. And they're not showing true leadership. And again, what, what is, what is a good leader to you mean alpha? I mean, you've been in positions of leadership. Yes. I've been in positions of leadership. I've had to, uh, in, in very hard times and, and some very easygoing kind of things and, and policy making, what do you do? You, you get a consensus. If there's a, if there's a difference of opinion, you try to come to a resolution, you learn from each other and you do the best you can. I think what we're seeing now in cancel culture is the enforcement of this bullying that if you don't agree, you don't get in line, then what ends up happening is you cater or you you basically uh, allow you know that they they run over you because they can't they can't come up with their own ideas. So they'll they'll make you yours look bad. Right. And and just run over you in the process. So I think that's that's a little philo- philosophical, the world according to Bravo Golf Five Nine or Two. Just saying. Well, I, I tend to agree with you. Just one one little thing that I would add. Mm-hmm. If you really look at the mantra and the and the motive operandi, the MO of the far left radical that, that seems to be it's radicalism in any form, okay? 
uh, from the left. And they have no real good message. The only thing that they have and, and what this cancel culture business is and this whole critical race theory is, is it boils down to something very simple. Mm-hmm. In my mind, anyways, and perhaps I'm wrong. This is my theory. It's Alinsky's rules for radicals on steroids. Mm-hmm. Isolate, accuse, 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 attack, attack, attack. It's very hard to defend against. It's broad sweeping. People have a very large platform with social media. Things can just take off very easily and very quickly. And I've noticed one thing about, okay, all politicians lie, all right? Mm-hmm. They, they're even Republicans. I, I don't care who you are. They, they're not always the most honest uh, amongst us, right? And they're not always the best amongst us either. But I've noticed something lately. There was a time when Democrats had some decent ideas and, and they were not you know, evil or bad. But all I see from the left now is just propaganda and lies. Mm. And they have a really large platform. Mm -hmm. And it's coming from Nancy Pelosi. It's coming from the Biden administration. Look at the cast of characters that we have sitting in office these days. You have the same cast of characters that was responsible for Benghazi, mm-hmm. Fast and Furious, IRS scandal, the IRS scandal, the, the list goes on, and and the Iran deal, and all of the same people who perpetrated all of that crap, and everybody says how bad Trump was. Well, you know what? If that was bad, I'll take it any day of the week over what we have now, because all they have done is emboldened the radical left to do what they're doing with the critical race theory crap, the Black Lives Matter protests, the violence in the cities, and and just we're fighting a pitched battle against these people that I'm afraid if we don't start treating things the way they do as a as a a Manichaean crisis, we're going to lose. We're in a fight for our survival right now as conservatives mm-hmm. because their megaphone is so loud, they're drowning out reality. The propaganda machine is in overdrive. You've got the critical race theory people. You've got the reparations people. You've got all of this noise when everybody has forgotten that we're all Americans and we all have the same opportunities laid out in front of us. And the federal government is there and has been there to make sure that the playing field is level. That's the only reason the government should exist. Mm -hmm. It's gone too far. Mm -hmm. That's just my rant and my opinion. I don't know. And just to put a bow on it, I think that it's important. I think you're talking about power, you're talking about control and you're talking about, not wanting to share. I, I, we're talking about principles. People are getting away from the the three basic uh, uh, tenets. Uh, and um, Dennis Prager talked about this today on his show. 
there's three tenant through the tribunal or uh, there's three tributes that occur in, in Christianity. It's uh, the father, son, Holy ghost in Judaism. It's Torah um, life and uh, God. Uh, the United States is E pluris pluris unum, uh, you know, in one way or all, you know, that all that kind of, uh, principle and thought in the left there's is power greed and destruction so i i think what you're what we're looking at is i'm hoping that people are waking up to this and and people who are you know, of common sense starts to return and that people are watching very closely and we're all affected by this negatively for it's all based on lies and it's coming out. So I think that's, I think that's possibly the beginnings of, of maybe turning or coming over right. the hill of understanding. Right. Again, that's, you know, no, I, I completely agree with that and that's a good way to go with it. But you know, you got to wonder at what point does the lie get so big that it just topples over. And I think we're getting there very quickly. I think we're really approaching that point. And this is kind of like, how far can you push people before they push back? Mm -hmm. And well, I, I think when people start pushing back is when the lie starts to really topple. And it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. There's a whole lot of crap going on right now that's just it's just insane. Mm -hmm. It's insanity. And I think, I think tomorrow's press conference is going to really be a, a, a sentinel event uh, right now in this administration, uh, whether or not he can answer these questions or not, or they try to get softball questions, or even the press is starting to ask uh, Jen Psaki, the circle back girl, all these very difficult questions, and she's not answering them. So if she's not answering them. I can't imagine Biden's going to be able to answer them. So th this would be interesting. We'll 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 circle back on this on Sunday. Oh sure. <laughs> well, we're going to have to. We're gonna have to wait and see how this thing turns out, but yeah. Hey, listen, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. And and when before the election, regardless of what happened, we always knew that there'd be plenty to talk about politically. Mm -hmm. but, but I think we're fighting a a, a really big culture war, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, I don't think we're winning. We're, we've lost the message. But I think that maybe the lie is getting so big. That people mm -hmm. are starting to wake up and red pill themselves and go, wait a minute, that's not what I voted for. Mm -hmm. So, anyhow, we do have another story that we did want to get to tonight. It's it's kind of a local story. I live in the uh, the Capital Regional District. I live in the Mid Atlantic area, and there's just this. There's just this really tragic story of a 19 year old found uh dead uh in a car details were a little bit sketchy uh about it um and they found him dead in the car on tuesday night tuesday afternoon kid been missing for a while parents reported him missing and uh the frederick county sheriff's department uh, who the sheriff in Frederick County is, a, is an acquaintance of mine. His name is Chuck Jenkins. Great dude, wears a cowboy hat, carries a forty-five. It's like the Old West. 
he's a fantastic guy. Uh, just a super, super guy. I've, I've been to several events with Chuck. I've uh, worked with Chuck on, on a couple of things with the Republican Party of Frederick County. Really good people in Frederick County, uh, just north of the world's shittiest county, Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, where they're just tyrants and they just can't tire it hard enough. Um, it's like the free beacon of, of, of Maryland. It's a really neat place to be. Uh, Frederick is really weird. It's great. He's got a sheriff's department that it's kind of like you don't want to screw up in Frederick County. You just, you don't. Um, he was the one where he had Tom Homan up there and they had a big rally. And then Antifa was on the other side of town and Antifa decided to come to Tom Homan's rally with Chuck Jenkins. It just didn't turn out well for anybody. It's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. Time to feed the dogs. Anyhow. Right. So this clown that you're seeing a picture of, or maybe you're not seeing a picture of, was an acquaintance of the young man that they found dead. And the Frederick County Sheriff's Department detectives worked this case so quickly. They went to, through whatever means that they used, investigative means, uh, probably cell phone records, GPS locations, et cetera, et cetera. They figured out that the deceased was at this kid's house in a little town called Thurmont, tucked into the Catoctin Mountains, one of the most beautiful places on the East Coast. Mm. Bar none, hands down, Thurmont is awesome. So anyhow, it's a very rural setting, and you've got this kid goes over to uh, the suspect's house, and uh, they went to go talk to this guy, and they stopped in the driveway, and they're like, hey, is that a blood stain right there? Yeah, they backed away, called the judge, got a high-risk warrant, and they went and they got this guy. This all happened like in less than 24 hours mm. from the minute they found the body to where they catch up with Bo Diddley here. Bo Diddley apparently was planning on a mass casualty event. Mm. Um, they found guns, lots of guns, lots of ammunition, explosives, ballistic vests, and a note. So, I just want to point out what a great job the Frederick County Sheriff's Department did. They probably saved an awful lot of lives because this kid was planning on taking out a lot of people mm. somewhere. And no law, no gun law, no other kind of law would have stopped this kid. Mm -hmm. Period. So my hat's off to the Frederick County Sheriff's Department. Thank you very much, guys. You did a great job finding this kid and solving this crime as quickly as is humanly possible. And in the process, he prevented a mass shooting mm. possibly. So heroes in their own right. Absolutely. Uh, not all heroes wear capes. Mm. Some of them walk around amongst us. Isn't that cool? So this, this, uh, he, he wound up killing that 19 year old and putting, putting his body into the, his own car and driving it out somewhere yes. and, and dumping it. Right. Yeah, he did. He killed him in the driveway. That's correct. And I believe that his friend was trying to talk some sense into him yes. and, and say, Hey, you know, you need help. That's a theory. That's a theory, right? We don't, we'll never know, but right. Um, the, my theory, my theory is the friend went over to the house, talked mm -hmm. to the kid, discovered what the kid was up to. And the kid was probably like, Hey, um, uh, you can't do this. Uh, I'm going to go tell somebody, you know, screw you, dude. 
and he walked out to his car and poop killed him. So the friend who's trying to help out this guy, this uh, worthless piece of whatever human filth, um, he was trying to help him out, do the right thing. And he wound up, you know, paying for it with his life. Sure did. So he's in here also for trying to stop this. Although now it's theory, right? What's that? That's the theory. Now, again, theory, I mean, just to play, to walk it out here a little bit. So in, in this case, the, the, the shootings that have happened, uh, the, the, the words say, you know, see something, say something. There's reports that the shooter that shot up the grocery store took out the, the heroic officer. Uh, Eric Talley. Talley. The, the shooter was on a watch list from the FBI. So where's the FBI? You know, where's, where's well, that? Where's that? little story you know again he was he was known to the fbi and that shooter was um known to be violent and combative mm -hmm. with people um not a good guy um mm -hmm. and his own family members were a little bit frightened of him uh mm -hmm. so you know what's what's really interesting is now the cries for gun control okay so let's that let's was talk, that was yeah that was my that was my so they're You'll see, we just talked about how the left has these false principles and these yes, false notions. It's all, it's all, it's all bullshit. Right. Let, let's talk about that. Okay. The city of Boulder, they have a high capacity magazine ban in the city of Boulder. They have an assault weapons ban in the city of Boulder. They've got red flag laws in the city of Boulder. Yeah. So it's impossible that this kid used an assault weapon to commit a crime. He did. Mm-hmm. Not an assault weapon. He used a semi-automatic rifle, mm -hmm. or actually a pistol. That's a slight variation on the theme, but nonetheless, an AR-15 style weapon. Mm -hmm. That must be. That's utterly impossible with all those laws. How did he do that? Because the laws are words, and they don't have any meaning if you don't believe in them. That's correct. And if you have no principles, and you have no nothing to stand on, and if you're not standing by what you know is right and you don't have a moral compass because either you're without God or without without spirit or without the rest of the things that make us human then you can go out and do these silly things that end up killing people and taking out the best of us who try to help and do their thing sad state of affairs mm. and all they're going to do is take it out on law abiding citizens like you and me and I think that this, this, this theory or this rational idea that I, uh, at least I believe in America and the rights that are God given to us, that Joe Biden, you can try and take guns. You're not going to get very far. No. And people are not going to give up and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get the election system straight. Mm-hmm. We're going to fix this mess. 2022, we can just hold out a little bit longer before they make any more stupid laws. Get this right and get back control of what needs to be done. You will be an inept president, which we already know you are. Well, 
hopefully we can get uh, the Congress and Senate to restrain him a little bit uh, in 2022. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, you know what? It's, it's a Wednesday night, and we'd like to thank you for joining us. And we'd like to ask a special favor of our listeners to keep the family of Officer Tally and Firefighter Lloyd in your thoughts and prayers. They leave behind families and, uh, in Eric Talley's case, seven children, which is miraculous. Mm. Uh, keep them in your prayers, okay? Uh, and that's why we thank our soldiers, sailors, airmen, firefighters, EMS personnel, and first responders, all first responders at the end of every program, because we mean it. Uh, that's a line that uh, Bravo and myself have walked our entire lives. And we walked uh, amongst a lot of heroes. Mm -hmm. So on that note, please feel free to visit our website at signal50.com uh, to catch out all of our latest updates and check out our podcast outlets. We're pretty much everywhere these days, and, and we've got quite a listenership, and we do thank you for that. And we'd like to thank our affiliate, POFUSA, POF-USA.com. Take a look at their website. Manufacturers of the finest AR-15 rifles in the country. As far as I'm concerned, anyways, you better get them while you can, because Uncle Joe's coming for your guns, boys and girls. Uh, so the best way to uh, beat that is not to comply. Anyhow, on that note... I would like to take the final thank you for our soldiers, sailors, and airmen, and police, our firefighters, and other frontline first responders that work with us every single day. Thank you very much for your service and your sacrifice, and your job is to get home safely every night. Amen. Thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.